Hey everyone, welcome to the Coder Nerd Podcast. I'm Coder. And I'm Nerd. And this week and we are going to be talking... Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're going to be talking about sound design, uh, which is a topic which is very close to one of our friends' heart. Yeah. And guess what? He's with us today. Yeah. Shashank. Our very dear, Hi everyone. Yeah, our very dear friend Shawshank, uh, also known as Shashank, um, is going to be guest on uh, the podcast today. He is uh, something of an expert in the field of music production. And by proxy, he also has a lot of knowledge about sound design in general. So, uh, you know, about the the technicalities, things that we may not know as well um, as he does. And um, <clears throat> so, like Nerd said, today we're going to be exploring... Uh, sound design specifically for for video games because this is a gaming podcast and but generally generally speaking like most of the things that we're talking about do apply in terms of like movies as well um except for except, except for certain things but mostly it it kind of um overlaps so um, yeah i would beg to differ a tiny bit that because uh I, movies may i think they use somewhat of a different concept because when you look at games, it's, I'm talking technically it's not just, speaking. I guess, but it's not just like a. It's it's not a song. It's not a score. It's not a. Uh, like when you get into the intricacies of uh, sound design in games, it's got a lot more to do with sound effects as well. I would yeah, say something I mean, like a pistol. Or a, what what I'm saying is that the same uh-huh. basic elements exist in both. Mediums. Yeah. So basically, the thing is that when you're okay, working fair. with a movie. Working in a movie, your the directors and the sound designers are working together to bring the director's vision to life. Similarly, in a video game, the producers, the and the designers of the game are just working together to bring the vision to life. It's just that when you talk about video games, you have uh, stuff like like uh, gun sounds, maybe reload sounds, just very specific stuff that are uh, sort of unique to video games that you might mm-hmm. not always see in movies. Because in movies, you can always use like uh, empty guns; they still make a sound. You can record that, but when it comes to video games, everything cannot be organic. So, sound design is much more important in video games, in my opinion. Yeah, same. Honestly. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely agree with that because, like you said, um, you know, with a medium like film, there is the element of, you know, on-set sound, which you can just capture, right? And and to, to a certain extent, um, with motion capture and everything these days, you can capture a lot of sound on, on set, like majorly the dialogue you can capture on set. But then apart from that... Um, nearly everything else has to be um, specifically created for that, um, which is akin to a lot of, um, you know, what happens with a lot of other things. For example, in, you know, a simple example is that movies have sets and sets can have different lighting and everything. And then, you know, those things, but um, you can also just find locations, right? So you can kind of have um this already built thing which you didn't have to work on and it's just you know it's just the right mm-hmm. fit um whereas yeah. in in games you got to make it you just got to have to create everything the same thing uh, yeah. the same principle goes over to the sound design of games um i wanted to start out because i think you know as with every technical aspect of a game uh the sound is ultimately um, driving one point and that's the story and uh, I wanted to start out by sort of talking about sound as a medium for storytelling um, again whether in games or film doesn't really matter but um, specifically 
the role that sound plays in creating the world of a game and in telling a story um, of a medium. Definitely. Uh, I mean, uh, I, so... I, I for, for, mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, you were saying? Okay, so I was saying basically, you see, in, in many cases, um, sound basically sets the stage for what is to come ahead. So basically, many video games, apart from the music that is being used as a score, um, they use music as a sort of indicator, you know, Sometimes in some video games, like for example, some uh, we have some weird mystery games where the audio can tell you if you're going wrong, basically. So say you're going down a wrong pathway or entering a wrong door, you can tell the music changes. You know, sometimes you yeah, can feel it inside. You. Yeah, there's something wrong. Then you have I, like I do think I, I do think it, like uh, it sound is more meant to make you immerse in the game, yes, immerse definitely. in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to just simply telling you a story. Yeah, of course. It's, a, it's all part of, of the course. experience. Yeah. I, I mean, of course, the sound is dictated by the story. The story is dictated mm-hmm. by the sound. Yeah. But I think the more important, most important role of uh, of the sounds is to give you context about what is happening and yeah. to like, keep you immersed within this. That's the specific application, basically. Yeah. What I was talking about. Yeah, pretty much. And then you exactly. have stuff like you know you have you have uh, your FPSs and your sort of fighting games like uh, Street Fighter and stuff where audio can sort of give you cues about the opponent. Basically, in those games, sound serves mm-hmm. as a sort of uh, how do I say sort of like information a, system. Yeah, basically. exactly. It's, so, it's used as a sort of supplemental information yeah. system. Whereas in other games, sound is used maybe uh, you know to set the atmosphere or yeah. you know yeah. or to to a, to a certain um, intended effect of some sort, um, like horror horror games. Horror yeah, games. Exactly, horror horror games. You know, uh, whenever you're coming close to your threat, um, the music will. You know, the, maybe there's a score in the background that's going, or maybe you'll get a sound effect that that. Um, yeah. Alerts and a you lot to of that. the times, good sound design doesn't mean a lot of sound. It can also mean the lack of sound in a. It's just well designed, you know. Yeah. When the producers and yeah. the sound designers work together in harmony, you they, that comes in together naturally if the sort of connection between the producer and the designer of the game is like uh, intact. Because if you if you have good communication, then you'll uh, always know what the requirement of the producer is. So you'll never yeah. have to uh, second guess anything. The music yeah. will always fit. Yeah, and um, yeah. like you know, even going even further into it. Um, one of the things um, that I wanted to clear up, and I, I, I would actually like your perspective, Shawshank, as a like primarily a music producer, um, right. the difference between um, score and sound design, right? And and also like in terms of sound design itself, what does sound design, you know, really mean, and how is it different from let's say music? or just okay, the sound effects. Talk about or, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that actually makes sense. So, okay, let's just talk about sound design as a discipline. So, the point of sound design is that um, you have a set of instruments and uh, you have mastered those instruments in a such a way as to create the sounds that are required by the uh, whatever whoever has contracted you, whatever. That's a very sort of broad generalization. But what you can talk about, is, for example, many games require uh, sounds for guns that don't exist. Let's say some, some games require um, sort of Say screams or howls. Star Star Wars, right? No, not even that. Just uh, there are a lot of categories. You know, you have like sort of human sounds. You know, like the natural sounds that you hear in horror games or that sort of thing. You have the uh, inorganic sort of uh, rocks falling, all that stuff. So basically, the thing is that these are very small things that can be recreated in 
software to some extent like not it won't be as organic as maybe just recording a real real uh, real sort of example of that thing happening but i believe that with sound design uh, design like the producers of the game are saved a lot of money because of how efficient they make their workflow they don't have to record anything from outside everything can be done in house and sound design while as a discipline is not extremely difficult i believe that as you dive deeper into it uh, you'll just find that there are always more and more things to learn there's more and more ways to manipulate sound you know you have fm you have fm modulation a modulation you know you have your normal sort of uh, eight voice synths and everything just there are there's a lot of possibilities out there no there are of course analog synths as well just there a lot of it well is tough though because yeah, if you really think about that's with, that's with any discipline any discipline related to music yeah, i believe uh, everyone has sort of there are some people who have sort of simple, musical mind they yeah, can just sir. do it you know yeah it's a relatively they just have yeah. that sort of intuition that they can make the sound that they are hearing in their head on the software instantly yeah like there are just some people who have that sort of intuition some can cultivate it but i generally believe that it's something that you already slightly have and you're just bringing it out by practicing it practicing it further yeah it's a it's a foundation but like every foundation it has to be built upon to exactly, get somewhere exactly yeah and um, the difference between yeah. scoring you know like so scoring is basically uh, that's basically making music according to what the game is requiring so let's say you're playing something like the witcher so the witcher has really good sound design in the fact that it perfectly sets the tone for where the game is set like Yeah. It absolutely fits. So, like, so would you very uh, closely? Would you let's say agree with the statement that the score, um, or the music, uh, is the more, um, is the more melodious or you know what what you would generally call quote unquote music in a game or a movie? Is that score or is that um something else we're talking about? score is generally the music in the background generally you, when you say background score generally score matlab background score right yeah. so when you're talking about say the background music in the witcher or the soundtrack of doom for example now doom and witcher completely opposite sides of the spectrum like doom has a sort of heavy metal soundtrack yeah but and it fits because as you play the game you clearly see that it's a high octane game like it yeah like the score completely fits the game as you're playing you can feel the I mean, yeah, music surging through you right yeah, that sort exactly. of thing yeah while in the witcher yeah. as you're playing the game you can just clearly tell that the music complements what you're doing in game and how the game looks and feels right the, mm-hmm. that's the, the sort of thing that comes when you're uh, sort of background score yeah so that's the sort of thing that comes when you're sort of working with the a designer in order to produce that sort of uh, music because there is a there is a sort of Uh, idea that the uh, designer has in his head that has to be transferred to the uh, person making the score sound design on the other hand can be done independently like you could just be using the same sound design from one game in another because who's going to be able to tell right it's just and... it's just a sort of general uh, thing that sound design is and scoring is a sort of subset of that actually you could you could yeah. even just say that sound design and scoring are both subset of what we would just call a musician basically you know just some musicians are good at the technical part so they do a lot of good sound design on different synths and software and a lot of people are more creatively inclined so they go into the sort of proper uh, scoring stage where they can work with producers to create music i mean that's sort of my opinion on how people work these days so yeah so uh, in the witcher it is like what i what i know is that they created the environment obviously the 
different environments and then they showed the art and the uh, mm-hmm. concepts that they had to the uh, to the design team and then the design uh, sorry the sound design team and then that team took those concepts and somehow translated them into music which is yeah, exactly. which is really weird to me right because i can't really put uh, you're you're not you're not audible right now properly sorry can you hear me now yeah no no yeah it's okay yes. it's now yeah so it's it's really weird to me how they actually convert those concepts into actual music uh like i'm assuming what they do is they do some background checks on where the origin it's not even about background check it's be. just about what you're going for so the kind of game that you're going for just dictates the kind of music yeah but you but, but like finding out what you're actually going for Just think about it, right? You, well, you course, show... it's like it's like it's it's just like every other uh, department in a video game studio, you know? Yeah, research. Your, the research is, just, is the know, core of everything. Yeah, yeah, research is the core of everything. Um, yeah, of course. Technical at at the end of it because you know mm-hmm. you're Definitely. depending on depending on if you're playing if you're making cyberpunk, then you're going to research the cyberpunk genre. If you're making Witcher, then you're mm-hmm. going to research you know oh, um the Witcher was you know is a Polish uh, yeah Polish novel series yeah, yeah. set in like medieval Europe. So what yeah. kind of instruments existed at that time? What kind of instruments exist existed kind of in that area? Yeah, what kind of music there was? Um. And, and then there's also the pacing of the area that they uh, yeah. that you're and if yeah if it's a city if there it's like so a many, there are so many just very small things in yeah. music that can just and completely yeah. change the mood of the scene uh, like the that, tempo yeah. the key the sort of meter of the song everything can matter when uh, designing yeah. song for a scene and and that was what i was saying um, which is three is a shining example of this i, and I think like uh, almost every naughty dog game is as well um although naughty dog um going off of something that nerd said um naughty dog uses more uh, the lack of sound to achieve effect rather than the presence mm-hmm. of it um even even in you know the you know the uncharted series which is huge bombastic action um they do utilize the lack of sound in a lot of cases to get get the desired effect Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, that's the sort of design philosophy you could say yeah. in terms of sound. And um, what I'm like, what I meant by you know storytelling through video games is is that you know thing that where um, if you've played The Witcher, the moment you enter the city of Novigrad, it's not mm-hmm. you know this it's not just the score that changes. everything changes so you go from an ambiance of you know blowing trees in the wind to a hustle and bustle of a crowded city yeah. and then you know there's a uh, little taverns playing uh, you know folk songs and and uh, there's uh, this people milling about and there's the sounds of the crowd in the air um and then as soon as you walk out of that you go back into those you know green and yellow pastures um and you have all these sounds of wind and and you know obviously the horse hooves and um then of course going into the actual um technical sound design of it you know creating all of those um you know mm. the, the the sword sounds the monster noises right and and all of that and placing all of that um again uh, and also um in that game specifically sound is one of the main ways you can detect monsters right you use your witcher senses and and you do you know you know you can hear a werewolf a little bit like a mile off and you kind of yeah, know what they're in that for that's the yeah, integration of the sound into the interaction of the game itself yeah mm-hmm. like that's yep. the novel concept i guess that they have uh, yeah and not i wouldn't say novel but yeah 
it's, it's I think another like, shining example of uh, like really nicely fitting uh, sound design would be uh, Breath of the Wild, which I think you've also yeah, played for sure, uh, quoted, for sure, right? for sure, yeah. for at least a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, the philosophy that they go for is uh, they don't have a lot of sound in the background but the but the amount that they do is like really impactful and it fits perfectly the, within the the thing the, about breath of the wild uh, for me the, when it came to the sound design events is that yeah so much of it is spent in complete silence that when the sounds do happen um and the sounds are designed in such a way right and when they do happen they are so noticeable and the fact that you know um the designers over at nintendo actually use this to in in a very similar fashion to model combat um there's a lot of like little dinks and beeps and boops which which each represent different things um and because you spend the majority of the game without any sort of a score or soundtrack and really no sound but links feet pitter pattering or maybe he like takes a deep breath every once in a while um and then when you when you're introduced to this otherworldly sound that is unlike any sound yeah. you've ever heard combined with the lack of sound that you've been experiencing so far that yeah, creates yeah i think they just yeah. they perfectly encompass the phrase breath of the wild right exactly because, because for, most for, of for, the time for, most of the time in the, yeah, in a game called most, breath of the wild journey, you hear all, the all wind right the grass, it, yeah exactly. it's the grass beneath your feet it's a cricket out in the distance it's a horses uh, yeah. or the traveler in the side it's the wind blowing in the trees yeah. or i think i think i think, yeah, I think that's a perfect example it's of, incredible yeah i think it's a perfect example of a game whose sound design yeah. you know embodies what it is definitely as so, long as the yeah. vision is as long as the vision is good i think uh, any like most teams worth their uh, money can pull it off like definitely yeah because and if, then you encounter they... this giant beast uh like, yeah, uh, and, again, coder, you know, and and the fact the fact that you know when you encounter you know those giant those huge divine beasts, um, yep. the score isn't actually the score is quite the antithesis of what you would expect it to be. It doesn't turn into an exciting post battle score. It's actually very soothing. It yeah. Rhythm. It's very calm. It's, it's very, very calm, it's, relaxed. It's, it's very soothing. Yeah. It, it does. It, it does like pick up the pace a little because well, you're supposed to pick up the pace. Yeah. It, it, although, although but it, again, it, never, it embodies the divine beast. Yeah. Entirely. It never. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild has this quality which I think it shares with the score of The Witcher, is that the, mm-hmm. the scores of those two games, they never get on your nerves, no matter how much yeah, you listen to that's them. That's true. And you know because if you're playing something like a Modern Warfare two, right, with, with Hans Zimmer and uh, Lauren Balfe's amazing score that they did for that game, you know, you do every time the Modern Warfare theme plays, it kind of does click in your head. Um, and that's at least for me, every time I listen to that theme, that theme's kind of stuck in there, and it's a bit, you know, it's on it's on rewind, and I'm I'm not able to get it out of my head. Whereas for the yeah. Breath of the Wild, that, that's both a good thing and a bad. Thing. That's I both, mean, how, yeah. That's and sort of for, iconic music yeah, is what people for, do for. For me, you. for me, um, when I listen to like let's say Blood and Wines, The Witcher Three DLC Blood and Wine soundtrack, it, it just slides in. It makes me feel what it makes me feel, and it slides right back out again. It's so easy to listen mm. to. I can listen to it any time, and yeah, I will, think that's yeah. That that's simply because it fits so perfectly within that world. 
uh, that when you're playing it it really doesn't bother you or it's just a part yeah. of even, the world and and even point. even for the high octane tracks in that score yeah. you know like commanding the furious silver for monsters which are really high octane tracks but uh, mm. then again they're done with these instruments which were actually used in Poland um in that time uh, there was a band called Percival Polish band who mm. did all the uh, instrumentals and vocals um yeah. for most of, for uh, any time you hear a score which is which sound you can sound, sort of get an earthy sound from it if if you know what that means like yeah. um you yeah. you sort of get that folk sound from it any time you hear that that's that's a band called Percival who's been um scoring and uh, voicing the game and they're a, a traditional folklore um polish band and you you really just get that seeping through um and like with breath of the wild every time you have those massive and even though i'm saying massive it's actually a really calming relaxing massive if that makes any sense um yeah, it just course. gives and you I believe, yeah i believe that the sort of external involvement it only adds more variety to uh, the kind of music that you're listening to you know like i believe a lot of companies have done this sort of thing where they have invited outside bands and outside performers to perform for their games most notably you will hear it in like sports games Even in the Modern Warfare series, um, Avenged Sevenfold, they had a song uh, in every was, every game was, uh, of the Black Ops series. Black Ops, yeah. Yeah, so Warfare. like that sort of thing, you know, that sort of collaboration, it really adds a lot of a variety to the game, and it uh, sort of reinforces the impression that the game wants to make on the viewer. Like Avenged Sevenfold is a pretty uh, he- heavy metal band. Like I think that does bring a- me uh, to like a conclusion of good sound design is like easy to tell. but making it is so much so much harder because yeah, yeah. there's like so much expertise. yeah with the yeah. example that coda was giving of like the polish band right so mm-hmm. you need to understand what time you're going like what era of music you're looking for what genre what area uh, like it's you need to do all of this research and then you also need to look at the environment that you're going for because it, it isn't a direct replication of you know the real world right it's it's got its own story it's got its own history and yeah, narrative yeah. so you have to i believe that the musicians like, working in the industry understand that and i think yeah. they have to upgrade their skills constantly to be uh, sort of on the top of their uh, job for that sort of thing you know yeah, they you always have to, have to gain experience from listening to music making it and just uh, sort of staying on their feet you know knowing when to work how you know what what has to be used where it's a It's a thin line, but if it's uh, treaded properly, it can give you great music. But but it really does fascinate me, like how they find that perfect balance between real sounds and mixing actual concepts and ideas that the game developers are going for. You know, mixing and that together I, I and creating think, something that blends well yeah, with the world. I I like I, I actually think this is a great um, segue into another question that uh, I had for you, Shashank, mm-hmm. and. Um, I I don't really know exactly how much you will be knowing about this in in context of video games but yeah. when we say you know what what does a sound designer do in his day to day life like what is the job of a sound designer let's say in context yeah. of something the like a video designer, game I would say has uh, exactly three jobs so basically the first is to collaborate with the person making the game you need to have a clear absolutely crystal clear idea of what the game requires or what what tools you will need to achieve that goal and how you will go about it then there's of course the actual making part you know 
you're using your tools you're making whatever is required and then there's the making it fit part which is the i believe is the toughest part even if you have a workable idea that you believe is perfect for the video game it's not always going to fit properly it's going to require it's going to require tweaks it's going to require edits it's going to require yeah change that's true things you yeah. know so making it fit as because i'm pretty sure all of the scores we've talked about till now when they were conceptualized they they it's not possible that they made the game and whatever they conceptualized just fit right in they definitely had to Uh, go back through it, you know. Just make sure that everything Although that they I, made, I, you know, I, I do have to say, like, the possible, you know, th- instead I, of just being a concept, it was a complete, uh, it was a complete idea that was uh, developed properly, you know, that sort of thing. I, I do so have to admit, like, if I if I had to pick out one game though, which I think, like, okay, Modern Warfare Two had a great score and all, mm-hmm. but I couldn't shake the feeling that, like, that score could have been made separately from the game. even still right because it's it's yeah, kind it's of very good it is a very good score and um it just felt like you know the game just like some like is do you think that some um for at least some genres maybe right do mm-hmm. you think that there's just a, a a way of like is there is there a template for a score somewhere for an action video game right it's very um, difficult it's very very difficult because the thing is for example let's say um Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Again, so Modern Warfare story is very solemn, I guess, right? Because always when you like the story, I find it to be very solemn. So that's why the music is also in a similar way. You know, I guess it's in a it's in a, it's in the sort of key the solemn, the solemn, the solemn key thing is very present in the new Modern Warfare soundtrack. Yeah, exactly, it's... and it's present in the early soundtrack as well. So if you listen to the absolute original Modern Warfare or theme song, which is by Sara Snasher. So if you listen to that, just the instruments used and the sort of chords uh, that are being used in the song, it just belies that sort of solemn sound. Yeah. You know, and there are sort of those uh, sort of Middle East influences, you could say maybe. Yeah, yeah could, a little bit. There's a little bit of a yeah. You can tell yeah. that it those, has been. Those uh, those violins are a little bit like they sound a little exactly. bit. Um, it gives you the hint. You know, there is there is something definitely going yeah. on here. You know? uh, and also like yeah. um, uh, good good like name drop like uh, Sarah Sh- uh, Sarah. Sha Snacks Snasher, right? Very, very, Sarah yeah, Snasher. Definitely. So sh- shout out, shout out to Sarah Snasher because um like I've heard like I don't know where where like she's been my whole life. Like I I don't know how she's gone under my radar. Yeah, huh? So so she did Assassin's Creed or she did Assassin's Creed Origins, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, she did mm-hmm. the score for. Uh, she's I think I think she's done the score for like a lot of TV shows as well, and like. Um yeah like uh th- you are great <laughs> your music is amazing and it's fantastic and i don't know Yeah i mean you know well it's i tried i tried my best but but um, yeah i mean like i don't know how she just went under my radar just don't know yeah amazing amazing artist Um so from you know coming from sound design and um so you know uh scoring and and all of that stuff and talking about the technical aspect of it mm-hmm. um i wanted to pivot to something which i which i personally find a lot more interesting right and it was something which is very fascinating to me um and which is basically the psychology of sound so what i'm talking about here is like you know instead of uh, you know I think I th- I think one of the things that a sound designer does in addition to what you said mm-hmm. um which comes in step 1 which is collaborating um and also making it fit right um there is a huge element i feel like of um 
psychology in there because certain sounds I'm sure it's been analyzed yeah. heavily because there have just been so many video games out there with really good music right so video game companies can tell i'm sure uh, like what is the reaction of uh, the players towards a certain type of music a certain type of stimulus you know yeah. let's say they are using mm-hmm. music yeah. to push them towards something or try to imply something even yeah. you know that sort of thing you know for example yeah i think that can be seen best in like uh, i mean even take modern warfare for that example right uh, mm-hmm. when you're out of bullets let's say so you're like it makes a particular sound if, if you're uh, like reloading your magazine it makes a particular sound if there's a frag grenade near you or if a frag grenade is being thrown right it yeah, makes yeah. a particular sound there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of association yeah, with all of those are sounds, like yeah, yeah i mean siege is an incredible example obviously rainbow six siege uh mm-hmm. So, yeah, Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six Siege. Are, you know, like talking of sound design, um, Rainbow Six Siege uh, actually probably were, oh, uh, a very, very likely topic in our episode next week about um, esports and yeah. competitive gaming. But um, Rainbow Six Siege, yeah, like uh, that, that is a really, really good thing you brought up because that's yeah, like because that game is, is so, so reliant on game. sound in that game. And yeah. Shawshank, Shawshank being a massive fan of that game, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have so much oh, to yeah. say about that. Man, I have to say. I mean, mm-hmm. so the. the issue with that game is only the propagation of sound the sound itself is very good i will i will give them props for that but the sound propagation in itself i believe it's a that sort of technical issue i guess that sound designers really can't handle for themselves you know it's more yeah, of a yeah, i don't think we might be a yeah, programming issue with a programmer yeah. thing yeah because honestly the, the sound in that game is just so incredible if you yeah. actually and, think and, about you know, it coming, coming and i find that the coolest part that i find is that um, they have the same sort of uh, mo- uh, sort of riff the they have the same riff in the theme song every time but the starting theme song that that you see when uh, the splash screen pops up like rainbow six siege pops yeah, up yeah yeah that's true it, it's the same riff but in a different way every time every season and it's yeah. always original i i find that really cool like the that same is true, riff yeah. over the, over it's it's something that i look forward to as a matter of fact like the different sound yeah, yeah. this is, this is uh, the riff the... that plays in every time yeah. yeah and then it's being played in that sort of different style every time you know you see like that sort of uh, which season was that in which nomad and kaid were introduced it was uh, in a sort of arabic sort of theme you know middle east sort of yeah yeah in bastion yeah and then a yeah. parabellum came along that sort of italian influence was there mm-hmm. yeah it was very uh, i think and, it is incredible though because uh, you know everything in that game makes a sound like within the gameplay like the shells of your shotgun yeah. like and, when and they fall to the I, ground I think, that make a sound yeah I, i think it is like a really cool thing because yes. um not like for people who don't play multiplayer games that often um it is a really rare thing in a multiplayer game for every single move you make with your body to make it so, so literally mm-hmm. if you move i think battlefield this, is one that also gets that right I, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, it it is and more so, notable so, in Rainbow so, Six. So yeah, it's more notable, and again, it comes down to that lack of sound because Siege is a very very quiet mm-hmm. game, um, yeah. which in it, which is what makes the sound so powerful in it. And mm-hmm. um, you know, every time you move, your the, the sound of your clothes rustling can alert your enemy to the fact that you're there. Or if you even if you yep. raise your gun up to your shoulder to aim through the sights, raising your gun up to the shoulder is going to make a little bit of creaking metal ish sound, right? And that can set set someone off. that you know oh shit there's a guy right next to me and that yeah. that in multiplayer gaming like you know when we got into siege that was one of the biggest draws that we had it was such a complex 
system. Yeah, because 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 we came from CS:GO where like footsteps sound the same at all times, and 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 like if you're walking, it makes zero sound. So, yeah. which is one thing that I want to talk about. I'm not shitting on CS:GO per se, but it, to be completely quiet when you're walking, even in terms of like technical sound design, that's that's yeah. it. Just although doesn't... although again, I think that was. You know, one of I believe things... CS:GO is switching a lot of things. For example, a weapon switching. Weapon switching does not make a sound for the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think th- that's a lot of. These are context yeah. clues I, I that think, you normally I think, I think although, give. although I think in the case of CS:GO, um, those I think were more you know creative than technical decisions because I you know I yeah think, exactly yeah, they mm-hmm. could have you know made something like if you walk, it's the same walking sound effect but like slowed down or something like that. that. It, it yeah, was... but in siege, no two footsteps will ever sound the same. Like everything well, is see, just I, so. I, okay, well so done, again, like I, I, I think, like... I, I, as I'm sure Shashank knows, I'm pretty sure that it loops after a certain point of time. I'm sure they got a shit course, ton of samples the for them. Yeah, of course, um, but yeah, it one hundred percent loops. So there's, there's no way, uh, unless they like add some modulation in the sound engine, which would. Honestly, not be that tough, yeah. but yeah. And honestly, like sound, the sound engine for Rainbow Six Siege, like again, one of the, like one of yeah. the most, most, you know. Um, to give another uh, incredible example of that, actually, would be a uh, a game that you gifted me on my birthday, Coder, uh, Cuphead. If you remember, Cuphead that. has an amazing Cuphead has oh, amazing sound so design, good. no matter what, because it's Cuphead so Cuphead was special because um, nearly every single aspect of Cuphead. Um, was created physically in some sort of way. So yeah, all, all all the animation that you see in Cuphead is all physical. Like the, the, those are real things. It's it's all uh, it's all actual and, drawings. Yeah, it's all actual drawings. To yeah, digital exactly. drawings later. Yeah, exactly. It's and, and it's the same honestly. with the sound design. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. So, like, uh, for example, I think for like the victory sound, as I read this somewhere. Uh, that they use teacups and like different amounts of water in the teacups. I don't know how they did it, but just the end result is so incredible because every every sound in that game feels impactful. It feels like it's meant to be there. It again, it gives you context as to what's going on. Uh, like every boss uh, has a different attack sound, different ambient sounds, different score. And all of it is so well done, and it's so stylistic at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. incredible, in my opinion. You know, that just reminds me of one more element that we all forget. It's the voice lines. Voice lines are very important. Oh, the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, While yeah. they're not defined I mean, per se, I believe they're a very important part of sound in two ways. Like, one is of course sort of you know, sort of iconic stuff. You know, like you can remember the voice lines. Of people, there are dialogues, monologues. You know, you can remember General Shepard's monologue from yeah, yeah. that mission where Ghost and Roach are killed. You know, that sort of thing. That's the sort of thing that creates impact on our mind again. You know, you can, we we remember what Shepard said. We can re, we can probably yeah. even relate to what Shepard says in that sort yeah. of monologue. And, right? and, so and, and for that, I believe that sound, you know, yeah, that that infamous yeah. uh, monologue yeah. of Snake, uh, Solid Snake, War changes nothing. Yeah, what yeah. is that? Yeah. And the other side, I would say, is like the sort of. Um, Background voice lines, for example, commentary in sports games. I think everyone remembers Martin Tyler and Alan Smith from FIFA. It's just imprinted yeah. in our, even though it's background stuff. It just, it's just it does not even yeah. affect yeah, the think, game or it's not really and, related. And I, I think that, that I think, is that is like one of the aspects of FIFA that I respect so much because that that must be like really actually from a technical as uh, 
standpoint, it must have been tough to pull off, right? Yeah, it, because there are so uh, many players, so that, many teams. That, so that many. had to, like I know for a fact that you know that had to be a huge collaboration yeah. between the programmers and the sound designers. Of course, for yeah. sure. Um, and and also, you know, with something like dialogue, dialogue I think is very um unique in the in that it is a completely separate at like completely separate um atmosphere I, i i guess you could say completely separate world than regular sound design where you're putting in sound effects or music or or contextual things and then you go into dialogue and all of a sudden um you not only have to you know not only are you the sound designer working on it and implementing it but then you have to work with the actors yeah. and the writers and the director um yeah. to just get all these things down i think a great example down. of that would probably be a game that i play called uh, paladins i don't think either of you really know about it uh, mm-hmm. but basically like there are so many so many different skins in that game and each and every uh, different skin has like a different voice for it and uh, what i find great about that game in particular is that even if you don't have a mic let's say uh, an enemy is flanking you from behind your character will actually call out automatically uh somebody hey dude someone's like behind us can you just you know go to something about that which is mm-hmm. so incredible and it's something that like no game uh, at least that i've seen has done before yeah. like characters automatically calling things out and like they have voice lines for each and every skin for that yeah and that's really awesome like even from a technical standpoint even from a uh recording standpoint you know all of those voices being recorded yeah and um yeah. i i also wanted to you know um we we've, we've, we've talked a lot about music and score so far but um i i specifically wanted to dive into um music and especially its connection to um story and emotion specifically because um a lot of game like i i think i think music is one of those things which is so important you know when it comes to ma- making an emotionally engaging experience whether it's film or games or you know whichever medium it is um yeah i mean take the two last of us games for example oh yeah like for sure like you know those games have scores you know like they're, they're and this is the one thing that that you know i'm kind of curious about is as you know as a sound designer or as a you know person of scoring a game how do you and especially with games right because games are you know intrinsically um you know they require way more raw data than than a film let's say because you know you have you're scoring a two and a half hour film um you know versus you're scoring a you know 25 hour game um mm-hmm. or in the case of if, in the case of the witcher you know you might um i think i think if you combine all three um which are uh albums you get something insane like um i don't know you get something like so 25 and then there's 36 and then there's uh all the unofficial ones which weren't even on the albums so that's like like 61 tracks on two of the released albums alone plus all the unreleased ones which which also they recorded and did everything so yes. i yeah so i i'm really curious about the process that they go through in terms of you know like is it a is it a, is is it a sort of process that um 
is it specific like i i know that some certain music is going to be specific to certain scenes that happen in the game but no. then when you're in gameplay um where the game is guided by the player and you know the pacing and um you know the 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 feel and the atmosphere of the game is in the hands of the player yes. how does one go about scoring something like that because you're not in complete control of it so you you can you know what the environment looks like you know where it's you know placed but at the same time you're not the one controlling the character the player is right so how does one Actually, work around the, that the point there is that the music that is created so if you listen to music when you're say in the depth of the game so let's say you're playing like a multiplayer campaign so when you're uh, sort of going through the level you will notice that the music while it is there it is not very intense or it does not have any very melodic content it's very sort of a mellow and sort of generalized sort of track you know and they have sort of versions of those that generally play throughout that is what i have noticed so generally you have some percussion some chords playing in the background but nothing more than that because once you start adding sort of melodic elements that's generally reserved for the uh, important moments you know you will find that in the important moments in the sort of boss fights and stuff you'll find music that is a lot more nuanced and melodic but in the sort of middle games you know in the parts where you're just going through the level going through the grind you'll find that the music is much more simpler and sort of just to set the tone set the mood right that's what yeah, i guess so, that's uh, that's because in boss fights they want to invoke more of an emotion or, yeah, or exactly. even in cut let's say in a cut scene like uh, if you're if a character's friend is dying or you know something along those lines uh, you want to invoke more of an emotion uh, than what's already being uh, you know asked for by the cut scene so you have yeah. like really intense music and the mm-hmm. lack of music in the normal game in the normal gameplay just you know it adds to that as well because suddenly there's all of this music and it you know it tells your brain oh some some real shit is going down i think that's really so i think it ties in well with the uh, the psychology of of sound design that we were talking about yeah. you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah i guess every every game has its own story to tell you know through music yeah mm-hmm. and also you know music of course like if we're talking about sound design um if you're watching a movie you're watching it from you know two major receptors your eyes and your ears right if you're watching a game right you're watching it through three receptors your eyes ears and your touch your feel right so um that that level of that that element of interaction adds so much complex i i would even say that it like the complexity rises exponentially just adding that level agree. of level of interaction and I, you know a few things that we don't even think about like let's say in a game if you if there's a cut scene right and you get patted on the shoulder is somebody's recording a sound for that right if if you pick yeah. up a bag of coins or a sword somebody's recording yeah, again, a sound like, for like that. Road, you know wrapping wrapping around uh, you know um the fact that yeah. if you if you if you're in games um you're more more likely than not you will have to make everything from scratch uh, like and from yeah, like legitimately you, know, you have you might, to get every yeah, you might sound. you might have your sound libraries and and that stuff and that might be useful for you know day to day sound design of you know let's say um environments or movement or or traversal mm-hmm. or something but, but anything specific yeah the, that that you have, you have to, to tailor to your own product yeah. you know you have to tailor that to your own experience 
Yeah, yeah, I, I think I saw a YouTube video where like video game score, I guess. You know, they have made the effort to be authentic enough so that the game feels like its own entity and not some uh, cheap knockoff. They mm, have made the true. effort to make the music feel like it's, oh, you know, how do I say, in- integral to the game. You know, without it, the game wouldn't be as yeah. impactful yeah, or exactly. as nice. Because, because sound is half sound is literally a third of your experience, right? When you're playing yeah. a game. So, it holds that much of a, you know, high esteem in terms of, not esteem, maybe like high importance in terms of your experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, I saw this YouTube video where like uh, a studio had just a room dedicated to objects of different densities, different types. Yeah, Shoshank, you want to talk about Foley? Yeah. Foley, well, I mean like... I haven't experimented with Foley much in my own production because I guess you know, electronic music doesn't really allow for that sort of involvement. But yes, definitely when you want to, uh, you'll see a lot of people actually doing this. Um, so whenever they're out in the uh, out in public, they see something interesting happening, they just pull out a recorder and record it. So that sort of thing, you know, those sort of miscellaneous sounds, they mm-hmm. can sometimes add a lot of character to the music. You know, and Foley in general, let's say you, you have like plates crashing. Or any of that. that, that that's an that's a really interesting parallel that uh, that you just drew. Uh, so like, uh, if I if I see something interesting in real life, I take a picture of that, and then later in the day, I'll sit down and like try and three D model it. So yeah, so I, I love yeah, how, I love how for sound designers, yeah. it's just you hear something interesting, you record except, it. Except you know, like when you three D model something, it's usually very custom made anyway, right? So it's not very replaceable. Whereas mm-hmm. with sound, you can just sort of record all of these effects and you can just build up your sample library mm-hmm. and for yeah, these samples, yeah. you can use again and again um, because you recorded them. That's very awesome though. Yeah. yeah. And Foley, I mean, Foley is a really, really fascinating process because, yeah. you know, you're literally, you're supposed to recreate and, uh, you know, people take it for granted. Like if you ever watch a movie where someone is walking on snow, right? That sound... Uh, we are so used to thinking, oh, that's what walking on snow sounds like. That's not what walking on snow mm-hmm. sounds like. Walking on snow sounds like, like kind of chisely, like kind of like rough, almost as if you're walking on sandstone, almost like. Um, yeah. But the but the sound that they they make. But there's a lot of uh, give to it. Yeah. Again, but we use these weird terms, right? They actually have technical terms when when you're actually designing sound. Uh, th- that they could either I w- describe. I would hope. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they yeah. just use their mouth to describe yeah. everything. No, yeah, but like, but like, just you know, make like, the sound. I, you, if there's a guy, you know, with tennis rackets on both of his shoes, crunching a pile of gravel and then calling it a mm-hmm. snow sound effect, and it works, right? Like that's something insane to me. Like you know, like taking some of the most unlikely stuff that that's ever happening. Yeah, and it's, it's turning it into a natural process. little thing, you know, that you completely believe without even a second thought. Yeah, it's such a weird process because I I wouldn't be able to imagine that in a million years. Even if I had a folly to experiment with, like, I, I, I don't know how I would come up with that or even try to come up with something like that. I, I wouldn't know where to start, basically. So that that's really interesting. Like, you know, even, even in like daily life even us producers like to find inspiration we look around us you know there's only so Mm. much we can 
go go on our own right we have to find inspiration or even exposure outside so yeah even in video games you know if you have a open world sort of video game you will obviously look to the outside world for inspiration because it's real it's believable yeah. you know it's it's what will capture uh, people's attention you know they will be yeah. able to they will to capture their own experiences in that game yeah to uh, to give an example for that you know like star wars uh to create the sound of a lightsaber right how how would you go about that how would you i think, i mean i can i can tell you <laughs> yeah I, i mean we know now but i mean yeah i mean see if, yeah if back you, back in um, yeah back, back in 1978 like Yeah. That would have that would have that would have blown the pants off of me if I was a sound engineer exactly. on that, right? Because or, or like or, or it, it just it of... just it just occurred to him, you know, like take a microphone and wave it in front of a television, <laughs> and that's a lightsaber, right? And like that's that's insane. And uh, another like weird thing, right? Lightsaber handle, uh, it literally one one of the handles from a from a photography camera back in the day. Because they used to have these large, massive handles, and that mm-hmm. is what we now know today as like a lightsaber handle. Um, it's a very similar thing, and also, you know, for um, in terms of foley, there is also you know the task of you know matching those things up um, in terms mm-hmm. of sound as well. In, because, in, in yeah. gameplay, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I think done more in software. If I'm not wrong. and if you think about it to give an example of last of us 2 right yeah. so when ellie is playing the guitar you can like hear her hand roaming over the guitar and it matches you can hear so you can hear her fingers scraping the strings as they change frets yeah. yeah and not even not even just the strings you know the string is a very uh, it's a loud it's a hard noise you know but just her hand going over the guitar's board or yeah, no, no. so that's what I say her her fingers scraping the strings that's exactly. what that's for so yeah yeah so uh, that attention to recording detail. that yeah. recording that and syncing it up with the animation and uh, actually putting it in game that's yeah. that's really awesome and also like, ju- i'm just going to like shout out shout outs to the um guitar implementation in the in last of us 2 because it is the most creative mm-hmm. use of a controller i have ever oh, seen yeah. Um, oh, th- there's this guy on YouTube again. <laughs> I keep, yeah, that's that's what I've been doing this entire quarantine. By the way, guys, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so there's this guy who made an entire song, uh, based off of just the guitar mechanics. There's a guy. There's too. a guy who. There's a guy who did. Uh, who played through the fire and flames, on the in-game guitar in Lost Souls too. Mm-hmm. Um, which is all the basic songs. You know, they have like basic chords, A yeah. minor, T, F. the basic stuff b yeah there are a lot of songs that can be based off of just those yeah. like yeah so like a lot of people have done actual like covers of songs inside mm-hmm. the last of us which is like insane to think about as well <laughs> that's really awesome yeah definitely the amount the amount of detail that went into the guitar just the guitar it's crazy yeah people are playing entire songs within a video game yeah. uh they did that in rust as well by the way if you guys don't know uh they they've added like updates of instruments so i think they added a piano a few weeks back they added a drum no, set so no. really... <laughs> i mean i don't really play the game but yeah. like like who would need like a who? piano in like is, is, hey, isn't hey. rust is rust is like griefing the video game like what what would you <laughs> griefing yeah no you aren't wrong what would you gain by adding a piano to griefing the video game 
mm. you could play a song while you're griefing somebody's bass. That's that, you. You could play I a guess that's a, a plus, bass guitar, right? I guess. I guess you could have. You I know, like you, you, your, your four like clan mates can just stay back playing the playing the whole band while you, the lead singer, yeah. just try to raid the bass on your own, and then you know, like inevitably fail. Or if you're this YouTuber called Wellen, you succeed and blow up the entire base, and you don't even have four yeah. other teammates. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, honestly, another part of sound design that I really respect is uh, making sounds actually well sound good. Because if if you think about it, right, when you're shooting a gun, it, it doesn't sound good <laughs> when you're in real life and you're shooting a gun. It'll without headphones, it would like. Basically, your eardrums. So to yeah. to to actually uh, make that sound into something that you that that feels satisfying to hear, it feels satisfying to shoot in that scenario, right? Uh, again, that that's something really interesting to me, and uh, again, okay, it's something that I don't know how they do it. Analyzed by video game companies across the world, like we know what sounds good, we know what uh, people like to yeah. hear. I and I, and I think there's there's definitely a, an audience component to it as well where you know there are just certain sounds which people just accept or like gunshots really good example right because if, if you hear a real life gunshot it's just really a very sharp crack in the air of if it's yeah. if it's a supersonic round then it's basically the bullet breaking the sound barrier and it's not you don't even hear the gunpowder going off in the actual gun because it's so fucking loud mm-hmm. because it's cracking the sound barrier um and More you see all the you time you don't want to hear it for the most well, part well of course and and then you know all the time in games um you know you see that different guns have different sound effects for and you can for example in cs and like a uh, siege you can tell what kind of gun is being shot by the sound signature mm-hmm. it emits mm-hmm. which is yeah. just not how it is but that's that's what audiences have come to accept you know over the years that's that's kind of what the norm has become that you know or different guns sound different well in fact like it just depends on how high caliber I think it is depends the bullet, on the length you know, of the barrel length depends. of the barrel it, it does how de- fast it is depends it going. on a few things yeah yeah how fast is going uh one thing uh also um um youtube channel uh cord or digital um go check out the videos if you haven't yet like they, they do a lot of stuff on this um behind the scenes uh on like movies and stuff and um the, i was watching one of the one of their videos and um it occurred to me a lot of times in in uh, in games and they, these guys really pay a lot of attention to the like this sort of minute stuff in games and both movies uh movies and games it you know if if you have a sniper rifle let's say right and you shoot someone in the head you almost always uh hear the rifle then the gun whizzes past and shoots someone in the head and then like you see the flash as all of this is going on the guys at corridor they were like okay what actually happens physically speaking when a gun is fired so the first thing that happens is that you see the flash because the speed of light is faster than anything so so if mm-hmm. if you if you saw a gun being fired like 10 10 thousand meters away that's too much a hundred yards a <laughs> hundred yards away you would the first thing that would reach you would be the light from the muzzle flash 
The second mm-hmm. thing that would reach you would be the actual bullet because it breaks the sound barrier if it's a supersonic round. And the third thing is the sh- is the sound of the bullet. So if you got shot by a sniper rifle, you would see the flash, get shot in the head, and then be dead before you actually heard the sound of the gun go off. <laughs> Which is just yeah, a very that, fascinating thing about... And this is, again, like sound design, you know, if... Those guys are so meticulous in their detail with that. And it's in all of their videos. Anytime there, there's a, there's something at a great distance which like explodes or something or makes a sound and a big ex- explosion of some sort, they have always taken enough care to make sure that you see the thing explode, what it actually does explode, and then you hear it. Because sound is the slowest of all three things happening there. Yeah, I, I do feel people yeah. could take creative liberty there. So I, I think they're doing Siege as well. Yeah. where uh, everything sort of happens yeah and, and again that's one of the things we take for granted because if you actually do that right to the human mind which is used to entertainment or that we you know like the 1980s yeah. action movies that we've come to love right gameplay wouldn't be it, as fun it, <laughs> to it, be very honest yeah not just gameplay wouldn't be as fun but the sound it looks like it's lagging in a weird way mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though it's not even though it's physically accurate it looks to you like it's lagging because that's just what you know we've been we've been used to in entertainment you know all our lives yeah so it's also a really interesting thing about and, the, and i think yeah. an uh, important part of sound design like a more technical part of it is the actual sound propagation and like how how you know when an enemy is actually above you or below you or where they are or like the fall off of sounds uh, is really interesting because yeah. if you're shooting a bullet, right? If you're shooting a bullet, if a bullet is shot next to you and if it's shot like a hundred meters from you, it's going to sound completely different, right? Yeah. Uh, and you probably have to engineer a different sound for each of those settings yeah. or you have to come up with an engine that does that for you. Yeah, probably. Either yeah. way, it's either way, it's a... <laughs> Sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah, so, and yeah. and see again, these are these are one of the things which you know, um, the programmers would probably consult the sound designers for this, right? Because yeah. the sound designers would probably come to them and say, like, okay, see, this is how sounds propagate in this area, and this is how this happens. And like, for example, a lot of like, um, you know, if you're walking out in an open area versus you're walking in a cave, right? So those are going to be two massively different sounds. And if you're walking yeah. in a cave, what kind or of reflection is the sound getting? Exactly. How accurate is or, it? Or let's you say know? if you're shooting a bullet through like a destructible thing. So how does the sound actually travel through yeah. that destructible th- thing? How does it get changed? How does it get modulated? Yeah. You know, yeah, all of those things. Good. You never really think about it unless you actually yeah. and, do and sit the, down and, and, and the think thing about is it. like and the thing is like you know like speaking from the perspectives of indie game developers ourselves, we, like mm-hmm. we understand so much you know how much sound actually contributes because try oh, yeah. try playing a game with the sound off. Oh, God. No. Right, but that you're, will you're take you out. Right, third of the try yeah try playing a horror game with with the sound off. There's nothing. There's nothing there. Right. Like and because there's no build-ups or like oh. there's no you know anxious scores. I, I I don't know how the hell I forgot to mention this game, but Resident Evil Seven. Oh my! Resident God. Evil Seven. Okay, Shawshank. Uh, if you haven't played oh Resident Evil Seven, I would I would urge you to play it purely for the sound design of that game. Because this is so like a sexy. really yeah. Like, it's because the sound design of that game is really really special because um they have taken the time to do 3D spatial sound. Okay, in any studio headphone. And they have taken the time so that you're in this old, like, rickety mansion, okay? 
and the mansion is owned by these this this family which is not exactly haunted but there's some fucked up shit going on and right. um as you go through the 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 mansion right the 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 part the part about the sound design that sticks out of this game is that every so often there's just going to be a random little creak right behind you or like somewhere just, somewhere in your vicinity yeah. and it unsettles you to a degree which i don't think anything else can because mm. because the sound is spatial it is one of the scariest games just because of the sound just because of the, the sounds yeah and it's it's like that is the one thing in when i play horror games right when i play horror games it's for me it's a constant battle of like i'm i'm loving this game and i want to see what happens but i have to push past these things which i'm clearly not enjoying right because like i yeah. I, don't, i don't want to be scared <laughs> like i i hate being scared but Same. you know having to push past those things and sound plays such a huge role in that um that you know we again like you said we take it for granted a lot of the time until given again like uh, the same example of resident evil 7 right yeah. the safe house or safe room music my god they get that theme so well uh, the, and also and like, also another the another theme of solitude and somber theme yeah another thing I, about I uh, you've heard that I, yeah another thing about you know the, the the motifs that you were talking about the certain sounds are motifs for certain things is yeah. that whenever mm-hmm. you hear that it is a safe space it is it is a exactly. space which nothing yeah. can happen to you and you're completely you know do whatever the fuck you want um yeah. so which i yeah. think is really good that they include like that entire mechanic is so yeah uh, it, it, it sort of like it releases the tension in the perfect yeah exactly manner. like it it gives Just, you the perfect break in pacing from the game exactly. you know and it gives you a perfect breathing space but sort of it's exactly down. because of that breathing space that you dread what's about to come exactly. but you know it is you don't yeah you don't want to leave it but you know you kind of you know you're like okay yeah. f- okay let's let's just get a breather and into the next you know nightmare of yeah. f- fucking horrors so yeah i think is yeah it's it's an incredible collaboration uh, between the design team and the sound design team because uh, yeah. i bet they the game designers and the sound that. designers yeah definitely mm. yeah i uh, think we're coming to the end of our conversation so um anyone have any last thoughts if they want to say something i mean yeah i mean for the most part we i do think we take sound design for granted but that is exactly why it is uh it's been doing so well and it's been given so much importance because people do understand it has a huge role to play in games sound drive, the sound drives the game really yeah, yeah. For, for for the most part yes i w- i would agree with that uh it to an equal extent the story does but Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I, I think, I think you know, when we're talking about the the technical aspects of games, like you know, like technical things like sound design and these things, I, I still think that the number one motivator is the story, no matter what. If you don't have the story, you don't have any other part of the game. And yeah. sound is one of those tools which helps you tell that story. And because obviously, because it being a third of your experience playing yeah. the game. is so so important um you know when it comes to the just fulfilling that experience yeah definitely yeah i so, think as i said yeah. before it, it it gives like some solid context to the story you're trying to tell yeah it it gives it some body hmm 
so um this has been a very enlightening conversation actually learned a lot of things yeah and uh i think this conversation is quite enough for this week of the podcast would you not agree uh yeah i would uh oh yeah by the way guys if you want to check out shashank and his music uh shashank you let them know where to find you shameless plug oh, right. I'll, i'll i'll give you some links you can find them in description of the podcast say it all right yeah say it, you're say on it. soundcloud right yeah no. right. what's yeah. your username mate don't make me do this plug for you <laughs> <laughs> i'll do, i'll do the stuff for you don't worry all right thanks All right. It's been a good episode, though. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was this week's episode of the Coder Nerd Podcast. I'm Coder, and I'm Nerd, and uh, yeah, we are. We're we out. Are, uh, I hate that word, man. Yep, <laughs> but we are out. <laughs> we are out. Over and out. I'm still it was over not, and out. I f- I forgot. I tried. To, I tried to catfish you into it by agreeing, but then. God damn it.